I feel like my back is against the wall, so I'm ready and willing to do anything and everything that I need to do to eventually get my championship back. Putting myself through pain, putting others through pain, I'm down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and today we are once again ah! joined by Liv Morgan. You're the first three-time guest I've had on the show. I'm, I was just saying earlier, I was like, I've talked to Ryan a bunch this year. I love that for me. Thank you, guys. I also love that for I'll you. I'll talk all day, every day. <laughs> I think that it's cool having you here for a third one, too, because we did uh, these WWE on Fox Awards uh, recently, and you got voted I won. number one out of character. Favorite out of character interview. Yay. I, I love, appreciate that. I just think it's great how supportive your fan base is. Do the best. That I couldn't ask for... Better. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine or dream of a better fan base. They're so, they're so ride or die for me, um, and I appreciate them more than I could ever verbalize. I just, it's crazy to you know the relationship you guys have because a lot of people have you know stands and you know whatever fan base or whatever, but it feels like you guys are kind of like friends to a degree. No, we are, and you know I was just was um, having a conversation earlier, which kind of brought up a point that I guess I never really thought of, like Live Forever documentary, right? Usually when we see these documentaries, it's someone at their pinnacle or like maybe someone at their worst. It's their redemption story, it's their comeback story. There's never been like this middle ground, which is everything that the Live Forever documentary was. So when it ended, it didn't really have a conclusion. It wasn't like, yay, Liv, um, here's your big shot. And there was no, nothing bad happened. It just kind of left unfinished. And so I think that helped so much for like um, the fans feeling like they're on this journey with me that kind of, you know, they watched this documentary that had no resolution. And then fast forward a year and a half later, maybe two years later, and I win Money in the Bank and I'm the only person to defeat Ronda Rousey twice to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion, you know? And so I feel like that helped so much and I never thought of that. So you just talked about all the things you've had recently happen, title, beating yeah. Ronda. How do you feel about where your character is at right love. now? Love, 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 love. I have so much room to play, which I really appreciate. Um, I feel like, you know, passing out and losing my title the way that it did, um, I feel like I had worked so hard for that and then for it to be taken away, um, I had nothing I have nothing left to lose. You know, I have nothing else to lose and I feel like my back is against the wall so I'm ready and willing to do anything and everything that I need to do to eventually get my championship back. So that, that means putting myself through pain, putting others through pain. I'm down and ready for it all and I'm having so much fun with it and I'm enjoying it. I enjoy kind of seeing how far I can go into, you know, how far I can be pushed and how far I can push others and how far they can push me. It's been really cool. Yeah, the last time we spoke, I think it was right before the the match where you defended the title against Ronda and I remember you were kind of getting into this hard, more hardcore live and since then, it's only gotten more hardcore. And it's only gonna get more hardcore. That's the reason why I fell in love with WWE. You know, I loved, I was I was five years old, you know? So it's like, I it wasn't like the story that got me. It was like the extreme, you know, the TLC matches, the hardcore matches. That's what really caught my eye and what made me fall in love with wrestling. And so to fast forward, being able to kind of like live out this crazy little extreme fantasy that I've always had, it feels so fitting and full circle, and I 
I wouldn't want to do anything else right now. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying myself and having fun and seeing how else I can um, show how extreme I can get. Yeah, you're like pulling out tables during matches and not even using it. You're not like, even using them, but I'm like, <laughs> just in case, you know? Just in case, self inflicting head trauma <laughs> buckles you know like i am it's been it's been it's been really fun and cool and i'm just excited to see where it can go and where i can take it i genuinely feel like if if it was if you were allowed to that you'd be down for like a death match oh i'd be down for i if i if i was able to tell you the things that i've pitched <laughs> and they're just like no the last time we spoke uh, you also teased your role, which inevitably became you being on Chucky. How awesome was that? So awesome. So, so, so awesome. A dream come true. Um, honestly, everyone there made me feel like such a part of the family and team. And I know that's very cliche. But look, I had my own day to film and everything was kind of like catered towards me. They left me with gifts and they just were so happy to have me. But I was like so much happier to be there. I'm like, no, you guys understand. Like, I love Chucky. This is such... This is not even a dream come true. Like this is like my wildest imagination, you know, um, coming to fruition. It was insane. And um, I had so much fun and they just got re-upped for season three, which I love that for them. How weird was it sitting next to the Chucky doll though? It wasn't. Really? No, we, I had, we had instant chemistry like right away. And I know that sounds like funny and weird, but we really did. Like I, um, we, it was just very easy. He's very easy to work with. Um, it was just, it was, I feel like I was seeing like a friend, you know, like when you idolize someone for so long or just um, are a fan of someone for so long that, you know, when you come face to face, I guess you can be starstruck or I just was like, oh my God, it's my best friend, Chucky. I guess I, you know, I was starstruck. I'm not going to lie. I was. And he's probably the only person I've been starstruck for. I saw him and I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh my God, Chucky. And then, and then we headed off right away and it was like best. I like that the only thing you've been starstruck by was an, was an inanimate doll. 100%. And, you know, I've met some pretty incredible people, and I'm not taking away from their amazingness, but I was stopped in my tracks the first time I laid eyes on actual Chucky. I was like, jaw drop. That's what I would imagine. I, yeah. would, I would be like, I think personally I'd be freaked out being in the same room as Chucky. No, it was so cool. It was. So, I have so many Chucky dolls in my house and, like, so many little Chucky accessories, like fans, they give me so many Chucky gifts, which I love and I have like 100 Chucky Funko Pops. <laughs> I imagine filming a stabbing scene was also up there for you. It was extensive, honestly. Like, um, so I'm kind of embarking on this acting endeavor and I get to see how it's so similar to what we do in WWE, but how it's so vastly different as well. And so that's been a fun journey. And so the all day filming, it felt like I was doing it backstage kind of, right? Like I felt very familiar. But then we got to this um, stabbing scene and um, it was just a whole different ball game, you know, a whole different ball game. I felt like, oh, I'm an actress right now. Like I'm, a, I'm an actress. <laughs> and so that was really cool. It was, it was a very cool learning experience. Yeah, I saw you got headshots now. I did. I have some actual headshots. You know, it's my second round of headshots. I've learned a lot. My first round of headshots, I had a lot of makeup on, and I was, like, way too glam. But I didn't know it looking back because I guess I'm so used to WWE style of how I look, which is, you know, my face is, like, beat to the gods. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I got the headshots, and it was, like, less makeup but still so glam, not able to use for headshots. And then I finally got, like, correct ones where I'm, like, I look, like, tired, you know, because it's, like, so minimal makeup. So it's been all these crazy adjustments. I feel like that's cool that you're just going to go for it. You're gonna I'm totally going for it. That's great. I'm going for it, yeah. Um, but 
That's not to say that I'm also not going for this. No, I'm so going for this as well. I'm going to do both. Yeah, but I mean, you can, yeah, you can do both. I mean, it's not like there aren't people who do both. I know, but I feel like, you know, I don't want people to think that I care less for here or that I'm going to try less for here or that my goals aren't the same because I'm interested in other things. It's like not the case. So I just wanted to clear the air. <laughs> when you say you don't want people to think that, is it people behind the scenes you don't want to think that or people like fans? Across the board. All, across the board. Across well, the board. like I feel as, as far as WWE is concerned, like everything that I do, it's to bring more star power over. I'm not doing these things so I can be rich and famous and successful and be like, all right, peace. You know, it's like, no, like I want to bring more fans and I want to bring um, more just notoriety, you know, in any way that I can. So if I'm getting to do cool opportunities, like being in a movie with Samuel Jackson and Uma Thurman or be killed by Chucky, I do that with like the full intention on bringing more eyes to the product, making my star bigger in WWE and like overall it'd be great for the company, you know? Um, yeah, so I always keep WWE in mind. I always think it's, I, I always get confused when people are like, oh, I just want to use them for Hollywood. It's like, no, oh, like, this helps everybody. This is good for it everybody. It helps everyone. And, you know, I want to wrestle for as long as I possibly can, and I will, you know, but we never, tomorrow's not ever promised, you know, so if I can utilize this platform while I have it to kind of start a transition into acting and other entertainment, I, of course, want to utilize this platform while I have it, you know, Um yeah, so it's the WWE's been very gracious. They've been very cool and understanding and are like allowing me and letting me and like um, are happy for me that I'm kind of exploring and trying to dabble into other things. They've been so great. Are you doing like self read type stuff at home? Yeah, self read, um, auditions, meetings with um, different production companies and like streaming services. Um, nothing really too solidified right now, but just, you know, ready and open for whatever opportunity comes my way. God, you were already busy too. So now to add I know, I love it though, it. honestly. I love working. I love working and I have so much motivation to work, you know, except for myself, like my family. I take care of my family and it's something that I'm continuing to do until, you know, my last day on earth. <laughs> so dramatic. So it's just like, you know, I've got to like, i got to make sure like my straight. I, I, have, I have a family to take care of. You know what I mean? I've got to make sure that, you know, we are secured. Is that why you're doing the real estate stuff now? Yes, real estate, acting, WWE, shop live more. It's all like to, you know, um, stabilize a future potentially without WWE, hopefully always with WWE. But um, yeah, I definitely keep into consideration like um, my family depends on me. I mean, they're, they're, they're great, but they, they depend on me. And so it's definitely something that I consider in everything that I do. Like, I've, I'm not only doing this for myself, I'm doing this for them and I've got to be able to deliver. Well, I think, you know, when you see someone like, and I'm not saying his career ending or anything, but when you see like an injury happen to someone like a Big E mm -hmm. and you see how quickly like it can all be taken away real fast. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense to have as many different, you know, your, your many different fires as possible, you know? Yeah. And um, not, not too far recently, but like I remember there being points in NXT where I was like, I'm getting fired <laughs> like I am gonna lose my job tomorrow like and really believing that and like crying myself to sleep because I thought when I showed up to work the next day I was gonna be fired and so I feel like in that moment in time this was so long ago this is like six years ago I I had so many regrets even though I hadn't nothing even had happened yet but I was like I wish I worked harder or I wish I utilized this more I wish I wasn't scared I wish, you know, so many I wishes, I wishes, I wishes. And then I walked into the work the next day where I swore on my life I was being fired. I prepared myself like I was like emotionally numb, just like do it. And then I just had to film like a backstage. 
And I was like, yay! But I feel like it just gave me so much perspective that like never lost on me since that day. So I always try to make sure like, even if I'm nervous or scared, I'm like, you don't want to look back and wish that you had just went for it. So I always try to just use that motivation and just to go for it, to go for whatever it is and not be scared. Even if I'm scared, I'll fake it. I'm like, I'll fake it. I'm not scared, but I'm like terrified, like about to pee myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to do though, yeah, man. Like, yeah. like very hard to do for it most is, people. It is, but I have like no choice. I have no choice. I feel like. So because you have your family yeah, heading on yeah. you? Yeah, you know, aside from my dreams and me wanting to be successful myself, like I, I cannot fail. So it's just like, all right, let's, let's, let's go. Let's kick it up. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I think that when you're, when your back's against the wall, I think that that's really what makes yeah. it break you. And that's like, that's how I feel right now. I feel like my back is against the wall. Like who wants some? Like, are you sure you want some? Are you sure you want to do this extreme rules match with me? Because like, I want to put this table on fire and I want to add thumbtacks. Yeah, that look you're giving me reminds me of the way you were looking at Raquel on SmackDown the other day. I feel like I'm going to get slapped over here. Oh, my God. Oh, I hit her so hard. I was watching on TV. Woo! And I literally I taken hit her so hard. I was taken – when I saw it, I was taken aback. And then also, like, in the moment, I heard everyone else in the room, like, kind of like <sighs> – you know, and it was so subtle and so fake. But in that moment, I was like, ooh, I did it. Like, I did a good one. Because everyone was like, <gasps> and I was like, sorry. It got sorry, so, not sorry. It got, it was intense. I was, I was yeah, just like. Yeah, oh, you got my palm bread. <laughs> <laughs> loved. I loved that for me. That was a fun day. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, a good smack to the face like that has to feel nice. Even, even if it's someone that you're kind of cool with. Oh, yeah. No, I mean. We don't hold back, you know, like I fully full palmed hit her, not as hard as I could, but I gave her like an, uh, like a 78, you know, out of a hundo. Damn, okay. I, I, I got her. I got her. <laughs> yeah. And as she was like finishing up, she, I could see the tears in her eyes. Not like she's crying, but like it just got her so good that her eyes are just tearing up whether she wanted them to or not. You know? Yes. Yeah, and I bet she's like, you know, don't drop the tear, don't drop the tear. But I saw it in her eyes. They were well, well done. Enough. Love you, Raquel. <laughs> uh, going back to the real estate thing. So what exactly, where are you at in, in that? So, you know, I've had a lot of developments. I've had a lot of developments to where I was like, all right, what if I, instead of selling real estate as a broker or under a brokerage, what if I just masked numerous properties and just use them as investments, right? Instead of getting the whole shebang. Um, and so I feel like, not that I'm not gonna finish my course, oh my God, that course has been on hold <laughs> for like two years. But like I also kind of, I guess, learned that I can use this knowledge and help me in areas where I'm not a brokerage, but like maybe I wanna run 17 Airbnbs. Maybe I want long-term rentals, you know what I mean? So I feel like, the class has helped me regardless because now I have this newfound knowledge I didn't have before and still definitely an interest. But now I feel like it's more so – I'm more so invested in investing and having Airbnbs spread throughout the states and, like you know, eventually long-term properties where, you know, I will be someone's landlord. <laughs> uh, so I feel like that's really where I'm at now. And um, I'm actually looking into my kind of first investment. 
I think it's going to be like an Airbnb in Orlando by Disney. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sonia Deville, who's like a kind of real estate guru, um, I kind of always go to her. I'm like, what do you think I should do? Or like, do you think this is a good idea? Um, and so she kind of gives me her wisdom. She shares her wisdom with me. But she has actually a property um, in by Disney, and I'm going to go in her same community <laughs> and just like replicate what she did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want to speak too positively of Sonia to go in here right now. She just I know. bombarded my last interview. Did she? Yeah, I was trying to be Charlotte. She bombards my interview. Oh, no. I guess that's what happens when you're around the world at WWE. Yeah, you <laughs> never know what happens. You never know what's going to happen. That's rude happen. of her. It, it was a tad bit rude, but I'll, I'll move past it. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, I Buying a property is something I want to do, too. Yeah, you know, it just I think it's just a, a good investment and like, you know, helps your your money make you more money, you know, which is I'm like, how how can I multiply this? How can I have more? And so I definitely think investment as far as real estate's a safe move. For so long I was always like, I gotta follow my dreams, gotta follow my dreams and feel creatively fulfilled. The older I get, I'm like, I'm making money on like a bunch of properties. Does kind of sound cool now that I'm at this stage of my life. It's awesome. To, it's awesome if we could do both. But yeah, right. I mean, same here. It's like, I mean, I'm luckily I'm making my making money as I'm following my dreams. So that's been such a blessing. But totally, I feel you on that. Have you been excited to have Sarah back on the road with you? Yes. I mean, she's hella different now. <laughs> everything is different. I mean, presentation, just everything. Got a baby just now. Her, the baby. Everything is different, but it's very cool. It's very, very, very cool. Um, it feels like normal. It feels like nothing even happened. You know, just having her back, it just feels like she never left. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great having her back on the show. I think that this new character that she's playing is awesome. It's awesome, and it's so her, and she has so much knowledge about everything, like, Viking and mystical, and, like, I don't even know the right word. Like, it's not woodsy, but, you know? But it's Viking, Viking-like, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She has so much knowledge, and... um. It's just cool to see her do something so different. It's so cool to see her just dive into something that is so different and like thrive in it. And she looks great. And um, it's cool to see Cash every week. He does not let me do anything. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, so he loves the crash pad, right? And so we'll be playing in the crash pad. He's playing in the crash pad. And then I'll like go to stand on it and he'll grab my hand and I'm like, oh, cute. And then he walks me off of it. And he's like, no. And then last week in the live events, um, we were playing in the ring and I like barrel rolled in the ring and I like rolled to his feet and he like rolled me out. And it's like, <laughs> he like doesn't want me involved in anything. I'm like, no, I'm Auntie Livy. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm the cool aunt. I'm like, you're going to learn to love me, boy. <laughs> Trust me, you're going yeah, to learn to love me. Break my arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if that's what I have to do, I'll do it. Honestly, yeah. And so, yeah, it's been awesome having her back. I saw your tweets about uh, your Rumble gear. Oh, as fiasco! Well. What's going on with that? It's now it's amazing. But um, so I guess maybe I was I was late to the party. Like I hit up my gear maker, who's a couple of the girls' gear makers now. I hit him up a little bit late, and so I was like, "Hey, Rumble gear," and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm like full. I I think I can do it, but it might not be exactly the way you want. So I'd hate to take on a project and not be able to, you know, deliver what you want. So I just was like, damn. I was like, okay, like, you know, no hard feelings, but I was like, shit, <laughs> I need rumble gear. And so I um, reached out to a couple people, but then we have this special secret weapon, an expensive secret weapon, La Rocks, based out of LA. And they do like, you know, Meg the Stallion's tour costumes or Hailey Bieber's Halloween costumes. Um, they do just a lot of costumes for musicians, essentially. And so um, 
we got introduced to them by um, Lana and Natty uses them. And so I knew about them, but they're like triple the price of like what we'd normally pay, right? And so I'm like, oh man, there's no rumble gear. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I hit them up and I was like, can you make it in like four days? And they did. And so now I have the gear, it's in my hands. It's amazing. If it's like a glove, I like don't think I could gain three pounds. Like I, it's like made to fit. I, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they came through and it's amazing. It's actually, it's beautiful. It's exactly like the sketch. And I think I'm gonna still use them. I don't know about every gear. They were, they were expensive, but I'm definitely gonna keep up a relationship because their work was immaculate and it got to me literally in four days overnighted from California. Like the big events you can do that on. Yeah. Royal yeah. Rumble, WrestleMania. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm very happy. I don't even want to ask how much that is because I feel like it's expensive. It's triple. Like gear's already kind of expensive. Yeah, and it? I guess you know it depends on gear. Well, I'll, I paid 4K, but that was with Rush and overnight delivery, which you know I guess it's not that expensive in the grand scheme of overnight. Plus you made it in four days, so whatever your Rush fee was. But yeah, you know I I pay anywhere between like three to like five hundred for gear. Yeah, that's expensive. And that's so a big difference. Four thousand yeah. dollars. I was like. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, it wasn't $7,000 sneaker watching, sneaker shop, you know, but it was, I was like, okay. But the gear is beautiful and immaculate, and I'd pay it again to have the same gear. Yeah, that's a, uh, I don't know if I'd ever It's a write-off. That's a good point. It's a write-off. <laughs> I'm so cheap. I like sitting like, oh, man. That's no, like, it's oh, all a write-off. <laughs> it's all a write-off. I'm like, oh, this gear, perfect. Taxes, write in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that, um, <laughs> that TikTok you posted the other day. Uh, where you were eating those jellies. Oh, oh my God. I oh see them all over TikTok now. I saw them all over TikTok. And so I was like interested and I love, I love candy. I'm like very big into dessert and sugars and sweets. And so I had never seen that before and I thought it was interesting. Um, so I bought it and then they, I guess the girls eating them made it look so easy. They do, they you make know, it look they so easy. They made it look so easy. And the first one, boom, just like jelly spurts at my camera. And I was just was like, oh my God. And then I, just like four in a row, I broke and got all over my outfit, all over my car. And I finally got like one right where it just like broke and, you know, did what it was supposed to do. But I was like, man, that was like so hard. Like I did not have the technique to eat those jellies like that. Do they taste good? I wish it was a little bit more like um, jelly texture because it was like some jelly clumps plus a lot of liquid. I wish it was like more jelly clumps, less liquid, but they were tasty. Like the strawberry tastes like strawberry, the pineapple tastes like pineapple, the apple tastes like apple. They were good. Um, but they were just such a mess. They were such a mess. The video you posted so funny. Cause you can see how much of a mess it is while you're eating them. It's just like splashing everywhere. Yeah, and everyone was like laughing at the camera cuts. But it's like, no, I was like shocked. Like I was shocked. Like jelly just shot out of my mouth at like 100 miles per hour. Like in the craziest, most vicious way. And so I was like, of course I wasn't like, let me keep recording. I was like, oh shit. Let me, let me turn this off. I think I clean my phone off, it's covered in jelly. I did, I did. My clothes, my outfit, my car. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, was it worth it? I don't know, but I did get that TikTok out of it. You did, it was I'm a good trying, TikTok. I'm trying to be more on TikTok. I know, the it's last hard. one of the interviews we did, you said you were gonna get more into it, and you have gotten more into it. I mean, I posted two since that conversation, and that was maybe like five months oh. ago. Oh, really? Yeah, just Only two. Only two? Yeah. The jelly one? The jelly one, and, and like then... one the next day after you said you were gonna do it. I d what was the one before the jelly one? I did one before the jelly one, I can't remember. But um, I'm trying to get more in there. It's just honestly like, I wish I cared more. I wish I cared more to do it. I mean, I'd say the same thing that I said last time, is that's how you're gonna sell more product. Yeah, and I just wanna sell more product. I just wanna sell more product and I wanna be like viral on TikTok. 
I'd be like, come watch WWE, bitches, you know? Come on <laughs> well, over. I mean, I'm sure the Jelly video had to have done well. So. I mean, I don't know exactly what demo that reached <laughs> out to. Not the right demo for Shop Live More, <laughs> that's for sure. I can guarantee you that it was not the same demo. <laughs> Uh, I would ask you a few rapid fire questions. Oh, here. the worst at these. I never know what I want to decide on when I'm under pressure. Well, we'll find out. Uh, what was the first big purchase you made after signing with WWE and having like some decent money? First big purchase. I mean, other than like, I guess now looking back, my first big purchase was my home and my mother's home. But I guess in that moment, um, I bought like Gucci sunglasses and I was like, ooh, like, you know, my first designer, it was actually um, with Rue, we were on the road and we both are, not like we're frugal, but we both grew up like poor, you know? So it's like, do we want to spend a thousand dollars on these sunglasses right now? And so we kind of like teetered it and then we're like, let's just do it. And we felt guilty, but we love them. And so I think that was my first like kind of purchase that felt like naughty or guilty, you know? Yeah, I feel the same way with Nikes. I'm like, oh, they're so cool, but do I really want to spend that much money on yeah. shoes that are going to get dirty? Yeah, yeah, and I do. <laughs> I really do. I just bought the Nike Dunks. I think uh, they're triple pink or uh, they're so fire. They're so fire. And I paid overpriced for them, but I was like, where's that? That's why I didn't download that app. Once I like got a, I, I got like one expensive pair and I was like, oh, these are nice. I want to wear more of these, but I didn't want to get that app because I was like, I'll buy uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't have any apps. I. I don't like like I I don't consider myself like a sneaker head. Like I don't follow the latest drops. I just kind of see what I like and then I buy what I like. I don't like really raffle anymore or wait to see like you got them. Like I don't know, but I'll buy them eventually. You know, I'll find them and I'll I'll get them. That's a good plan because you know it's it, that it seems stressful having to like wait for those raffles and stuff. I just feel like it never works. <laughs> you're you're waiting you're waiting for hours and then. The minute of it freezes and then they're gone, you know? That's exactly what I see. I don't want to put myself with. through that. Yeah, it's like, it's, ugh, that sounds stressful. Yeah, I'll just wait a little bit and then I'll get them. <laughs> uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Ha! God, that's not rapid fire. Um, a deeper question? I've been, I've been, I've been, yeah, a little bit. I kind of, I guess, what I thought for my life, my whole entire life, kind of switched this week. And I was like, oh, maybe I want things that I didn't think I'd ever want. And so now in 10 years, I'm like, I don't know where I'll be. Hopefully um, successful and my family's taken care of and in movies, hopefully a brand ambassador for WWE. Um, maybe a mommy, I don't know. Oh. I know. That's cute. I never thought that for myself. I never thought that for myself. Really? Yeah. What yeah. changed? Honestly, it's really weird what changed it, and I don't know why this was the moment. So, um, I've known Rue since she was born, essentially, Becky's daughter, Becky and Seth's daughter. And um, I saw her every week for a long time on Raw. You know, she became like accustomed to remembering our faces, and she'd do this little pound thing that we all like loved. And then I got drafted to SmackDown, and I haven't seen Rue in like eight months. And then, um, I saw her this past weekend and we got to do mixed live events and I saw Rue. And for some reason, just seeing her eight months later and how much she's grown and seeing Becky be a mom and like knowing that she left at the height of her career and then had this baby and is still going on so strong and you know, doing other things as well and succeeding in other things as well. 
I don't know. Just seeing Rue in that moment, I was like, I had like a little bit of baby fever that I never would have pegged for myself. If that's anyone that knows me, like, yeah, I get along with kids. I love kids, but like, am I going to have one of my own? You know, probably not. But seeing Rue for some reason, I just was like, Becky just looks so fulfilled. She just looks so fulfilled in her personal, professional, and she had this beautiful baby girl. And for some reason, that gave me baby fever. And I didn't even tell her that. So if, she's, if you're watching this, I'm so sorry if that's like awkward. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, seeing little Ruru just a little bit more grown up, I just was like, wow. It just takes a little thing, I think, to really kind of put you over the edge. Because I, I was the same way. Never thought I'd want kids. I was like, no, this world's too much. Like, I've been depressed at times. Like, why do I want to bring someone else into that? And then the second I got married, it was like the next, I think it was like that night or the next day we were like talking about kids and what was going to, and, I, and, I, and it wasn't a weird conversation where it was like, oh, this sounds like a nice natural progression of life. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I struggle with like purpose, right? Like I feel like um, essentially I have everything that I want, but I still feel like empty to a degree. And so I guess I like try to decide like, well, what am I not doing? That's like fulfilling my purpose because I'm so happy in WWE. I'm so happy with everything that I'm doing. But for some reason, something just feels like it's like missing. And I was like, oh, has that been like my maternal instincts kicking in? You know, and it's like, is that like, not that that's my only purpose, but is that like the greater purpose that I'm kind of like yearning for and like searching for? And just seeing Rue just like with her little pigtails and like ready to give me the pound, it just all like hit me and I was like, whoa. It's gotta feel weird to feel that way for you. It's really fresh though. I mean, I'm only a week out. This only happened a week ago. And <laughs> well, I've been I was talking about more besides the kid thing of just like, Feeling, you know, you've got all these things you're doing. Oh, yeah. You've got this cool thing, you know, this shop live more that you're passionate about. You've got a career you're passionate about. You're doing acting. You're doing all these things. And to feel like you still don't know what your purpose is, I can imagine that's frustrating to a degree. Um, I don't know if frustrating is the right word, but it's just like, what am I, like, lacking or what am I missing? Like, what am I not doing that I'm supposed to be doing? So it's like, I know this sounds like, ha, 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 like, I'm not trying to make myself sound like a saint, but what gives me such like a deep purpose is when I know I've like helped someone or made someone's day better, whether that's just like, you know, saying hi to someone or holding the door open for someone. But when I know I've affected someone in some kind of way, that gives me such like a deep purpose that stays, you know? It's not like winning the title and then it's gone and then that feeling kind of leaves. It's um, just something that is like everlasting. And I guess I've just been like, I guess trying to find like, what can I do where not that a baby is giving back, but it's just like something bigger than me. Something bigger than me, I guess, is really what I am looking for. Whether, you know, that is helping a stranger because that is something bigger than me. You know, it's like humanity. But then I guess, you know, I guess kids somehow just kind of like tiptoed their way into that thought. And I'm like, oh, wow. Is that like what they talk about? You know, like being a mom and just like, I don't know, you know. So it's a new thing. I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it. But I'm like, man, it's like. Not that my purpose is to have a baby, but is that like the bigger purpose, the bigger thing that I'm looking for? Which is crazy to say. <laughs> I'd be a cool mom though. Oh, you definitely. I think be I'd a be cool a cool mom. mom, but I'm just like, wow, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of commitment. Oh, so much pressure. I'm still very selfish right now. I'm in no way, by any means, ready to have a baby. I'm like still so focused on like me, 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 me. That's my biggest fear about it. Is I'm like, oh, I can't not, I, I can't put all my attention on someone else. I still yeah, need to focus like I'm not on ready. Me. I'm not ready. But then, like you know, you see Becky who who just did that boop in the middle of everything, and everything's fine. 
everything's everything turned out fine. That's why when I I always talk to people after they have a kid and I'll say like, is that thing true where they say like, you got it right when you saw them the yeah. first time? And they literally always are all like, yeah, yep, like, every man, single one. I don't know if I want that yet. <laughs> I don't know if I want something to have on my love and attention yet. That's not me. Uh, what's the last show you were super into or you binge watched? Um, the last show that I binged watched, I think maybe it was White Lotus, but I think I've watched something out after White Lotus. But White Lotus. How was good was that? Love, love, love of love, love, love. I love that show so much. Like, I, I loved it. I, it At first I struggled. I was like, this has no purpose. There's no plot. Yes. And I'm like waiting, like, when are they going to give me the plot? And then they didn't, but then I understood it. And then so for season two, I was like ready. I was like, give it to me. And I thought season two was so much better than season one. Yeah, season two, it felt like you were on this like roller coaster, but the part where you're going up, not the rest of it. Yeah. And they're like, kept going higher and higher and higher until they got to the finale. I loved it. Just it. Went, I like, like fell crazy. in love with Albie. It's so good. Fell in love with him. Like I was like, wow, I, I like you. <laughs> but I'm like, why am I romanticizing this fake character, you know? But I did follow him on Instagram after. <laughs> Just in case I wasn't like too far off. You know, I did follow him. Might be waiting for him to notice me. His character the whole time you were going like, come on, man. You know I, like, what's happening here. It was here. so innocent and sweet though that I like loved it. You know, I was like, oh, he's a little cutie. But you knew he was going to get taken advantage of the whole time. I didn't know. No? No, I'm like, I'm, maybe I'm like a hopeless romantic that I, she swerved me. I thought she loved him. I, I didn't know all of it was a setup. I thought she was like, I thought she was falling for him and thinking maybe her hooker ways were over, you know, which they do what you not. want, babe. You know, I don't judge, but I thought she fell in love with him. Yeah, no, I knew it. The whole time I was watching, it was either she was going to die or she was going to be the one that died. I thought she was going to die. That I was my I, leading I didn't theory. think that she was going to take his money and dip. I didn't either. I, <laughs> I thought she was going to be the one that died. He took it well, though. He, he took really it well. Did. He just was like... Yeah, she played me. But it brought his family back yeah. together. Yeah. Well, at least we're to assume. He did finesse his mom a little bit, you know. But whatever. We don't need to get into that. But yeah, at the end of the day, he got Haley Lou's number. And, you know, maybe we'll know. We'll see what happens. Is that the blonde girl's name yeah. in real life? Okay. I don't even remember her name in character. I, I only remember it in real life because I, I thought her acting was incredible. She was great. Just very realistic. Yeah. Very realistic. I see vibes between the two of you guys as well. Love. Very hip. Got a Love. hip vibe oh, to her as well. Hip? Uh, yeah, yes. you're like so hip. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I always like, I'll see your clothes. I'm like, gosh, those are hip clothes. I wish I had like that Thank kind you. of style. Thank not you. The, I'm not trying to wear your same clothes, but like <laughs> that sort of you my jacket? <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's mine. not your jacket. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, CJ. <laughs> All right, well, we're done here. I appreciate you giving me the time. Always oh, a blast to get to sit and chat with you. Thank you for doing this. Always. Thanks.